All right, you can open up uh, in your Bibles to Luke chapter 11. That's where we'll be tonight. Uh, we're in a series on spiritual discipline. Uh, we talked about kind of what the purpose of spiritual discipline is, what it is, that it's um, sustained, strenuous effort to grow spiritually. Uh, Luke chapter 11, um, sustained, strenuous effort to grow spiritually. Uh, it, you know, we said we took it from Second Peter one, which says, "Make every effort, right, to supplement your faith with virtue, virtue with knowledge, knowledge with self-control, self-control." Right. So there's all these. Uh, this command to to grow. Paul says, "Train yourself in godliness." Right. Bodily training is of some value. Like it's it's some of some value to work out. It's of some value to hit the gym. Um, but it but godliness is a value in every way. Uh, and so we're, we're exploring, what does that mean? What does it, what, how do I train myself for godliness? Um, and we talked about, it, it takes discipline, right? It takes um, spiritual discipline. Just like if you, want to, uh, if you want to get jacked, right, you got to go to the gym. Like you can't just sit on, like a good strategy for getting jacked is not sitting on the couch and watching Netflix, right? If you think, I'm going to sit on the couch and eat Cheetos and watch Netflix, um, and I'm going to, at the end of it, man, I'm going to be ripped, uh, then... You are deluded, right? And, and the same thing, if you think, I'm just going to accidentally, I'm just going to get godly if I just live my life like I please. <laughs> no, it won't happen. Like, if you're just going to sit on the couch, you're not going to get godly. Um, unless you're reading your Bible, then maybe you will. Uh, but, uh, right, it takes discipline, okay? And so, um, so we talked about last week, we talked about meditation, right? And, and really meditating on the Bible, right? And what does it mean and how does that look? Um, to, to really fill our minds and, with a scripture, and, and not just to have a, a daily quiet time, but to have a life of listening to God, a life of walking with Him, a life of filling our minds with His truth and interacting with Him um, day to day. And today, we talk about prayer. Okay, we're talking about prayer. Um, prayer is a huge topic. I mean, you could, there's, you could preach a whole year on prayer. Um, I'm not going to go quite a whole year tonight, so don't worry about that, but... Um, the uh, so there's lots of directions we can take this. We're just going to go from Luke 11. I think it's one of the uh, it's one of Jesus's uh, clearest and simplest teachings on prayer. And so um, so we're gonna gonna uh, talk talk about it from from this passage. So let's stand together in honor of reading God's word. Luke 11, starting in verse one and reading through 13. Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished. One of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John also taught his disciples. He said to them, Whenever you pray, say, Father, your name be honored as holy. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. and Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone in debt to us. And do not bring us into temptation. He also said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend and goes to him at midnight and says to him, friend, let me, lend me three loaves of bread, because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me. I don't have anything to offer him. Then he will answer from inside and say, don't bother me. The door is already locked. My children have, and I have gone to bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he won't get up and give him anything because he's his friend, yet because of his friend's shameless boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you'll find Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And the one who seeks, finds. To the one who knocks, the door will be opened. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, 
How much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? You can be seated. The disciples see Jesus, right? And they see Him pray, right? He was praying in a certain place, verse 1 says. And when He finished, so He finished praying, and one of His disciples says, Lord, would You teach us to pray? Right? So they saw Jesus, they're like, I want to pray like that. Lord, could You teach us how to pray? And I wonder if you have the question. If you, I wonder if you have that question. Lord, teach us to pray. I hope you do. I hope you will. Um, he, teaches his, he teaches his disciples to pray very simply and very straightforwardly, right? In this, this first part, which is traditionally known as the Lord's Prayer, right? There's the, the more famous version is in Matthew. This is the less famous version, Luke. Um, obviously the same prayer, right? The same ideas. Um, and so he tells them, he, he kind of gives them this, this framework for prayer, and then he, uh, then he tells a couple stories to say, uh, you know, to, or tells a story, um, and uses some analogies to, to show what kind of, uh, what prayer is like, and what God wants us, and how God wants us to pray, okay? Um, so, uh, just very simply, he says, Jesus says, okay, I'll teach you to pray. Whenever you pray, say this, Father, okay? Right. So the, 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 the parallels, our Father who art in heaven, that's the King James, right? Uh, that You probably know this. So we address God as Father. That's the first thing. Um, if, if you have been brought into the family of God, if you've trusted Jesus, that Jesus died for your sins, that he rose from the dead, that he's the king of the universe, um, if, if, if you've done that, you've been forgiven, you've been brought into his family, then God is your Father. You can address God as your Father, Right? Um, and, and so you can just say, you know, hey, Dad, right? Uh, I like how Lee, Lee, I think Lee's the first one who did it, says, hey, Father, right, um, when he prays. I, I, I like that, the familiarity. This, this has the, you know, it, it has that ring in, in the, like, people, the Jews didn't typically refer to God as Father, right? Jesus taught us to do that. Um, and so we, we have a close relationship um, with God. Uh, part, part of this brings up, uh, Tim Keller says um, that the, the only person who can wake up a king in the middle of the night for a glass of water is the, is the king's child, right? And we have that kind of access. Right? The, the king of the universe, the God who made everything, the one who holds everything together, we can come to him and just say, hey, dad, I, got, I, need, I need your help. And in the middle of the night, he, could, he can help, right? Um, we have that kind of access through Jesus. We enter uh, as sons and daughters of God because of Jesus. So, the first thing, we address God as Father. Um, and then notice next, it says, Your name be honored as holy, your kingdom come. Um, so, the, the prayer has to be, or should be, according to Jesus, uh, first God-centered, right? So, a lot of times I think we go to God for just when we need something, right? Just when we say, uh, I need a, you know, I'm, I'm in trouble, right? Oh, there's a test coming up, I didn't study, God. Help me, right? Which is a fine prayer, right? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know that he likes to help with that kind of thing. Uh, but so I th- but I'm sure he does sometimes. Um, but but I, I think this this uh, this shows a different, a, a closer relationship than, with that than that, right? A relationship that says, God, I, I care about what you care about. I, I want you to be honored. Would your name be honored as holy? Would your kingdom come? Like you are the king. You're the Lord of the, of everything. And I want you to be honored. So make that happen. Um, so it's, it's, we address God as our Father. We, we are, are God-focused, His kingdom, right? It's not just about us, what we want. It's, it's about Him. And we come and we, we, 
We honor him. We worship him. And then, and then um, you go straight into like daily needs and help. Give us our daily bread. Right? Meet our needs, Lord. We need this today. Forgive our sins. For we also forget as we forgive those who sin against us. Do not bring us into temptation. Please protect us from the evil one. Protect us. We need your help today. Okay? Now, you could preach a thousand sermons on the Lord's Prayer itself. But just notice how simple it is. Right? Think of all the things Jesus could have said. He could have, he could have done you know, a, uh, a book-length prayer. Here's how you should pray. You should, you should cover every topic. You should be exhaustive in your prayer. You should use a lot of big words. You, you, have, to, you have to know the, the right formula to, in order to, you know, to address God. Um, right? You have to get your, first get your heart right before you can go to God. First you have to, like you could have said a lot of things, but he just says, you just kind of say like, Father, your name be honored as holy. Can we have our, some daily bread? Help us, forgive us, right? That's it. He doesn't say amen at the end. Just letting you know. Just letting you know that. Um, <laughs> uh, so the um, I think you know, amen is fine to say. By the way, is good to say. So I'm not I'm not dissing amen. I'm just saying Jesus didn't say it. So uh, the uh, so I, I just get from this. God, I think God wants you to pray simply, as a child, right? As a child, you can come to Him and you can just say. Dad, please help me. Dad, I love you, right? Dad, you can just talk to him in that sort of way. Um, and, and I would actually encourage you, if you can't, like I would encourage you in your heart to try to pray and, and actually address God as dad or daddy, right? That's, that's the word Jesus, you know, father. Um, Abba is the, the word for daddy, and, and Jesus addresses God as that. Um, and if you can't, then that's interesting, isn't it? And it might say, I don't know that it says everything, but it might say, like, maybe you have a view of God that he's kind of far off and distant and kind of like a king, king and doesn't actually care for you like a father. I don't know. But maybe try and see, see um, and ask God to show you. I, I think that would be a good, a good practice. So you can pray simply as a child. Um, you can tell God what you need, right? Uh, and then he tells some stories, okay? Uh, he, he said to them, um, suppose one of you has a friend, goes, goes to him at midnight, says to him, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. This is a very hospitable culture, as the, as the Eastern culture still is. Um, you know, the, it's, it's, very, it's very different from here. Like, um, you know, like uh, even, like, so Turkey's where I live for a year, uh, and my family lived for a lot of years, uh, is, is Eastern culture. And, and you would just, like, be, you, if you went to a city, you might run into someone at a bus stop, and he would find out it was your first time there, and he would just be like, oh, let me show you the city. And you'd be like, okay. So he'd, he'd take your and it turns out like he just skipped work. He just like skipped work and to to host you, to show you the city. And he'd show you around, he'd buy your he'd buy all your meals and stuff. Even if it was just like a college student, like he'd spend all his money to buy your the nicest stuff. It big it's just how the culture is. It's just so hospitable. I know like the, my friends in Turkey, I could show up at their house tonight and stay as long as I wanted, and they would just I could just stay there and they would give they would feed me and you know, it would be like they would welcome me in, okay? Um, they're so hospitable, right? The Eastern culture is so hospitable. And so it's a big deal if someone comes to your house in this culture and you don't have anything to feed them. Like, that's pretty embarrassing. Um, and, and so he, he, that's the story, right? Someone comes in late at night, okay, come stay with me. And they're like, hey, we don't have any bread, so go ask the neighbor. So they go knock on the door, right? Um, and, and say, hey, we, I need some bread. 
and also as the friend will answer and from inside and say, don't bother me. <laughs> I'm sleeping. The door. Right? And this was, again, this culture, you got to think, uh, would have been, you know, there weren't like a, each child, child did not have their own bedroom. Right? This is like a bed and everyone's sleeping in the bed, the whole family. That's why he's like, I and my children have got like, shh. If you, you know, I have kids. It's funnier for people who have kids because if your kids are sleeping in the same room with you, it's like radio silence. No noise, uh, because you do not want them to wake up, right? Uh, and and so um, so the friend's like, hey, go away. I can't. I don't have any bread, right? Uh, and um, but then it says, I tell you, even though verse eight, he won't get up and give him anything because he's he's his friend. He's like, yeah, he's your friend, but he's not getting up. He ain't getting up for you, man. Uh, because of his friend's shameless boldness, he will get up. The friend's like, knock, 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 still beating on the door, like, no, go away. Like, okay, 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 stop. I'll get up. I'll give you some bread. And they give, you know, the friend gives up and gives him as much as he needs. Um, and this is, this is, what is this getting at? Why is Jesus talking about prayer in this way? He's saying to be persistent, right? He's saying to be persistent in prayer. Um, we, we are, we are uh, closer than a friend to God. We are friends. Jesus says, I call you friends, right, in John 15. Um, but God, God is not only, he doesn't say friend, he's our father. He's closer even than a friend. And he, he, so he'll be more willing to give, right? He's more willing to give even than a reluctant friend. Um, right? If a reluctant friend will give you something just because you keep asking, how much more will God, because you keep asking, give you what you ask for? All right, um, and then he says, verse nine. So I, I say to you, famous verse: Ask, it'll be given you. Seek, you'll find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. All right, um, and I think just just get from this, like, or what what this screams to me. And people say, like, well, what is it? How? What about prayers that don't get answered? I don't understand. Like, why? How can it just be like? It seems like this is blanket promise, right? Everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. The one who knocks, it will be open. It's like. And, and to me, what, what Jesus is doing is he's saying, like, God wants you to answer you. Like, just ask him. <laughs> you know, it's just like, get like everyone who asks receives, like, just ask, just seek, just knock. Like, he wants you to pray. And your father in heaven wants you to pray. He wants, he wants you to, to be with him. He wants you to ask him for things. Um, he, he, he gives just unblushing promises of, uh, of, re- of receiving, right? If you will only ask. And he uses another, another analogy. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will give him a snake? <laughs> what a great image. Hey, Dad, can I have a fish? Sure. Here's a snake, right? Uh, right? That's, that's a horrible dad. You, you, hey, Dad, can I have an egg for breakfast? Sure. Scorpion on a plate, right? Like, what? <laughs> that's that's a horrible. Um, that's that, and people think Jesus was not funny. That's hilarious, right? Come on, Jesus. Like, Jesus, is like, I'm. This is this is good stuff. Um, we're supposed to laugh. I think of that. You're, you're right. And so and he says, if you're the, if you then who are evil, right? He's like, you guys don't know anything. You're horrible parents. If y'all know, if y'all know, like when your kid asks for an egg, you don't give him a scorpion, right? That's pretty common sense. Then how much more? Well, like your father in heaven, he's so much better father than you. If you ask him for something, you think he's gonna, like, you think he's gonna give you something bad for you? You think he's gonna, you know, withhold something just out of spite? Like, why wouldn't you just ask him? 
Um, he's a better father than any of us, right? And he gives good gifts to his children. And I think he's just saying, just ask, just ask. And look at the last line. Uh, it says, uh, if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who asked him? Give the Holy Spirit. Um, we don't expect that. It kind of it kind of hits you. Uh, it kind of surprises you that he doesn't say, uh, "If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly Father?" You think he's going to say, "Give good gifts to his children," but he doesn't. He says, "Give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him." And actually, in Matthew's, there's a there's a version of this in Matthew where Matthew says it actually is good gifts, right? Good gift. Your father will give good gifts to his children. This says the father will give the Holy Spirit to the children, um, to his children. And this always, I, I, this always sticks out to me in this passage. Um, so why does he say that? Why does he say, we'll give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Him? I think two reasons. One, I think the disciples, they specifically asked, right, how to pray. They're like, teach us to pray. And so he's talking about prayer. And, and the Holy Spirit helps us to pray. So I think that's the first thing. He's still talking about prayer. And he's talking about, this is going to be the most helpful thing. The, the Father will give you the Spirit if you ask him. Okay? Um, and then I think second is the Holy Spirit is, is the greatest gift that God could ever give us. All right? He's the greatest gift. So first, let's talk about how the Spirit helps us pray. So how does the Spirit, Holy Spirit, everyone, uh, all Christians get the Holy Spirit. Right? We're filled with Him. We're sealed by Him. Um, how does He help us? Well, one, one, He just, He does, you know, we can't pray without the Spirit. So that's first. So uh, Ephesians 2.18 it says, for through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. Right? And so in the spirit, through Jesus, in the spirit, to the Father. Um, Romans 8, 14, for all who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father, Daddy, right? We cry that, we cry that in our spirit. And again, I would encourage you, if you haven't ever called God Dad, Daddy, try it, right? Um, all prayer is, is enabled by the Spirit. It's to the Father, through the Son, enabled by the Spirit. Um, this is how prayer works. It's how it can, we even get in, right? It's how we even ha- can, are able to pray. Um, so we pray. We can't pray without Him. Um, second, the way that the Spirit helps us is He wakes us up to reality. He wakes us up to reality. 2 Corinthians 3.18 uh, great verse, we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Okay? This comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. This is what Jesus, this is what Jesus promised in John 15. When the Helper comes, he's talking about the Spirit, when the Helper comes, who, who I will send you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. Right? Or in 16, John 16, 13. When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. Okay, so this, the Spirit, um, He wakes us up to the, to the reality of, uh, of God and of who He is. And it's, aren't we just so often, like, do you find this in prayer? This is a struggle for you that you, your mind wanders and you're just kind of dead spirit. Like, it just feels like it's just hard to focus. You know what I mean? Um, this is John Bunyan. John Bunyan wrote The Pilgrim's Progress. Uh, you know, he's a great pastor. Pastor, He was imprisoned for a long time just for preaching the gospel. Um, but here's what he said. May I, but speak my, uh, may I but speak my own experience, and from that tell you the difficulty of praying to God as I ought. For as, as for my heart, when I go to pray, I find it so loath to go to God. Loath. 
we should say that more often. It means like, I don't want to, right? I find it so loath to go to God. And when it is, when it is with him, so loath to stay with him, right? Uh, that many times I'm forced in my prayers, first, to beg God that he would take mine heart and set it on himself in Christ. And when it is there, that he would keep it there, <laughs> right? It's great, isn't it? And George Mueller said the same thing. He's like, man, it's so often that I go to prayer and it's like, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes. It's like I can't, my mind keeps wandering. And it's like, it's only, I'm, I'm like an hour in before I really start praying. <laughs> right? That's so encouraging. You're like, I've never prayed for an hour, right? Uh, yeah. But isn't that encouraging that these like great men who are known for their ministry, known for their prayer, they're like, yeah, it's really hard to focus, man, you know? Um, and that's before, you know, f- phones. Uh, so, right, we need the Spirit. We need Him to wake us up to reality, to stir our hearts, to warm us, to, to set our minds on Christ, to behold Jesus as we should. So, uh, that, that's, how, that's how the Spirit helps us. Um, third, He helps us in our weakness, right? Uh, he helps us in our weakness. This is uh, Romans eight twenty six. Likewise, this is where I got this point. The Spirit helps us in our weakness. See that? Preaching is really hard. You read the Bible, then you say the points from the Bible. <laughs> the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for, as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us. Intercedes means praise, right? Goes between us and God. He intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. So if you're like, I don't know what to pray. Yeah, so doesn't Paul doesn't know what to pray. We don't know what to pray like we should. Um, but the Spirit knows what to pray, and He's praying for you. Right? Every time you go to prayer, you can be confident the Spirit Himself is interceding for you. He's praying for you according to the will of God. Right? He knows what to pray. Um, and, and so he, he, prays, he prays Himself for us, right? But He also, I think, I, I think, guides our prayer. And I think that's what the groaning is getting to. The, you know, the commentators kind of disagree about, does this mean like the Spirit's groaning for us? Or does it, the, he intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words? Or does that mean like him, in, like him inside us groaning? Like he's giving us that desire, that groan, um, that, that calling out of our heart to God? Um, and, and I, you know, I don't know. I think it could be both. I think it could be uh, you know, some of both. That, that he, would, he not only prays for us himself, but he, he guides and he empowers our prayer. Um, Thomas Boston said, We are likely to pray for what would do us ill, and against what is our good. Okay? He says, we, uh, so if, if God doesn't lead us, right? We might pray against God's mercy. We might pray for that which could hurt us. We might pray for that which would feed our sinful desires. We might not pray for what we truly need. We might forget what we should pray for. We might not pray according to God's will. There's all kinds of things where we might go off track. Um, John Owen, another Puritan, said, if, we're left, if we are left unto ourselves without the especial guidance of the Spirit of God, our aims will never be suited unto the will of God. So God actually guides us as we pray by the Holy Spirit. He leads us to pray for things that we should um, and to pray things that are according to His will. So these are just some of the ways that the Holy Spirit helps us pray in all kinds of ways. Um, but, but what an amazing gift that we have, right? We have uh, such a gift that we have the very presence of God inside us to empower us and to help us to pray. And this is, I think, why, one of the reasons why Jesus is so just lavish in his promises, his unblushing promises to us if we pray. Because if this was up to us, 
We never get it right, <laughs> right? We, ne- we don't know how to pray for as we ought. Uh, but it's not up to us. God, the Holy Spirit, He's inside every child of God, and He will help you to pray. And, and, our, and our good Father loves to pour out more and more of His Holy Spirit on us to help us pray. So, so use this verse and pray this prayer. Right? It's a promise. How much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Have you ever asked Him? God, give me, give me more of your Spirit. Fill me, Holy Spirit. I want to, I want to, to know you. I want to, to pray things that are according to your will. I want to know your love, right? Um, and, and this leads to the second reason why I think um, Jesus talks about giving us the Holy Spirit, is that the Holy Spirit is the greatest gift that God could ever give us. It's the greatest gift. Um, this is Jonathan Edwards, I believe. Um, the Spirit of God, the chief subject matter of prayer, is the great purchase of the promise of Christ. We have more encouragement to pray for this than any other thing. The Spirit is the sum of all that Christ purchased. The good that shall be sought by prayer is God himself. Right? And, and so God, he, he wants not only to give us what we ask for. Right? He, doesn't, he wants to give us our daily bread. He wants to give us forgiveness. He wants to give us protection from evil. Um, but he also wants to give us himself. Like he wants to be with us. Uh, he wants to... to have a real relationship with you, wants to walk with you, um, and, and, and walk, and, and you know that, right, and be able to walk with him, and he wants to give you, he wants to give us himself, which is such an act of humility <laughs> for him, right, uh, but that's what he's like.